What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, friends? My name is Nick Person, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And I'm so excited that you are joining us as we continue our journey through the book of Acts. Acts tells the story of how this thing that we get to be a part of, the church, got started, got rooted, and what God did through this beautiful, beautiful bride. Now, granted, the bride doesn't always reflect the king well and the groom well, but we are a people in process, and we are the people that God has chosen to use to reach a world with his gospel. So today we're going to find ourselves in Acts chapter 9, and we have a lot of verses to read today. I know Brad read a lot of verses yesterday uh, and the day before. Uh, Joseph kind of led us through Acts 8, 1 through 25. So today I'm going to read Acts 9, 1 through 25. And if you have been in church for a while, you have probably heard this story and read these verses, but hopefully today the Lord will use them in a new way. And I also get the privilege tomorrow to finish up this chapter in Acts chapter 9 um, and continue on our journey, not finish up Acts chapter 9, but continue on our journey in chapter Acts 9 tomorrow. And so we're going to begin in verses 1 and we're going to be going through verse 25. So buckle up, get ready. Hopefully your coffee's in hand. If you're driving, pay attention to the road, but listen to my voice. Acts 9 verse 1 through verse 25. And I'm reading from the NIV. So if yours reads a little differently, you're probably reading a different translation, but all is good. So let's begin. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. The followers of the way is what the early church was called. They were called the followers of the way, this new way, this new Messiah, Jesus. And so Paul was bent on destroying this early church. How dare they walk against Judaism? How dare they be something different? How dare they call themselves the way? And so Paul went from his authorities to get um, authority to go and to persecute this early new church. Verse number three. Now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him and falling to the ground. He heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do. The man who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days, notice, and for three days he was without sight, neither ate nor drank. Here's something we need to understand about our sin. Our sin does impact those around us, but our sin also is walking in disobedience from the king. Our sin is a direct rebellion against God himself. And I think for me sometimes, I think that my sin is not that big of a deal. I mean, especially since I've been walking with Jesus for a while, I'm like, oh yeah, Lord, you know I'm going to sin. But sin is a big deal. Why? Because it costs the Savior of the world his life to pay a debt that I owed. And although he has forgiven me, 
Sin is a big deal. Sin drives a wedge in my relationship with my king. And I don't want my relationship with my king to have a wedge between it. And so as we see with Saul, he was persecuting this early church. But notice what Jesus says. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. I am the one that you are giving offense to. I am the one that you are sinning against. And then Paul is blinded. And he's blinded because I think that's a picture of where he was spiritually. But then it says three for three days, he went without sight and neither he ate nor did he drink. I also love this because it reveals to us that God can use whoever he wants to use. And God is able to reach even those that we may have written off or said that there is no way the Lord can have an intervention in their life. That's simply not true. God can reach whoever he wants to reach. God can do whatever he wants to do. Even for those who we think are too far gone, there is no one too far gone when it, in the economy of God. And so maybe you find yourself in some people have told you that you're too far gone. Can I just tell you that no one is out of the reach of the grace of God? Verse number 10. Now there was a disciple at Damascus named Ananias. The Lord said to him in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Here I am, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Rise and go to the street called Straight, and at the house of Judas, look for a man of Tarsus named Saul. For behold, he is praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias come in and lay his hands on him so that he might again regain his sight. Verse 13. But Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much evil he has done to your saints at Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to carry my name before the Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for the sake of my name. Let's pause right here for a second. I understand Ananias' hesitation to go and do this thing. But did you notice that as we read that text, God was revealing to Ananias, hey, hey, Ananias, I know you're nervous. I know you're scared, but I want you to understand that I've already gone before you. Woo! Listen to that. The king has already gone before us. So is there a thing that you know that the Lord is calling you to do, but you keep thinking to yourself, Lord, there is no way. Lord, there is no how. Lord, I don't think I can. Remember that the Lord comes and he invites you into what he is doing. So he goes before you. So we get to be obedient. Why can't we be obedient and be obedient and have confidence? Because we know that the Lord goes before us. He says, hey, Ananias, I've revealed to him in a dream that you are coming. I have paved the way. You walk on a sturdy ground because I have paved the way. Just trust me, Ananias. Just trust me, Ananias. Listener, I don't know your name, but here is what I want to encourage you. Trust the king. The king goes before you. The king has you. You can walk in his ways and you can trust him. Verse 17. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you came has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you know this. I love scripture because it's so honest. 
So Ananias goes and goes, hey, um, Saul, I want you to know who I am. I am sent by the Lord Jesus, the one who you had a conversation with, the one who said, hey, you're persecuting me. Uh, he is the one who sent me. He ain't scared of you. He was the one who knocked you on your hind parts. He is the one that took away your sight. And so don't mess with me. I'm coming in the name of the Lord and the Lord's got my back. I love that Ananias is keeping it real and keeping it plain. He's like, listen, Saul, I'm here to do the will and the work of God. I want you to recognize who is leading me and who has called me. So don't be trying anything funny. But also what I love about Ananias is that he was obedient. Yeah, yeah, I said it. He was obedient. And here's what is true for all of us. We do not know what's on the other side of our obedience. We have just been called to be obedient. But trust me, the Lord uses every step of obedience far greater than we could ever hope or imagine. Verse 18. And immediately, something like scales fell from his eyes, and he regained his sight. Then he rose and was baptized, and taking food, he was strengthened. Look, Ananias had no idea what was on the other side of his obedience. He just knew he was called to be obedient. And then what did God do through his obedience? He allowed a blind man to see. He allowed a man who was far from him to come close. And he allowed someone who was persecuting the bride of Christ to come and sit at the king's very table. And then Saul got baptized, and he ate, and he was strengthened. For some days he was with the disciples at Damascus, verse 20. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon the name? And he has not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priest? But Saul increased all the more in strength. And confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. Y'all, here's the deal. So many of us will go, you know what, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that because I don't know this. I haven't been walking with you long. If you have the king on the throne of your life, if you have accepted his saving grace, you have a story to tell and an invitation that God has invited you to be a part of. You get to invite people to come sit at the table of the king as you sit at the table of the king because you have accepted your invitation. Saul is preaching the gospel. Why? Because he is tasting and seeing that the Lord is good. And people are going, Saul, the persecutor of the church, is preaching that very gospel. They were astounded. They're going, what? God can use this guy? Listen, when, God see, when people see that God can use the least of these for greater things, they are more prone to step into the invitation. So leverage your story that God has given you. Be bold, be obedient, and let the Lord use your story. Verse 23, we'll finish up. When many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. How quickly these people turned on Saul. How quickly did these followers of Judaism turn on Saul? Why did they turn on him? Because now he's preaching a new message. Now he's teaching that this promised Messiah that they were still waiting for was actually Jesus, and so they did not like that. But their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and let him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in the basket. Here's also what I know. Sometimes we have this false belief that when we say yes to Jesus, that when we are obedient, that everything is going to be easier. What we found about Saul, he said yes, and then his life was threatened, and the brother ended up in a basket hung out of a window. Sometimes, and I've found in my life, oftentimes when I take a step of obedience, 
it is a hard step. I remember before I got baptized at the age of 19, that week I decided to get baptized. It was a hard week. Why? Because the enemy does not want for the people of God to walk in obedience and display the goodness of God. And so hear me, friend, hear me, fellow listener. When you decide to be obedient and you walk in obedience, know that the enemy does not like that. And there will be some tension. There will be some obstacles and there will be some tough things that you have to navigate. But keep walking, keep your eyes fixed and keep your hope in the king. Because remember, the king goes before you. Sometimes we think that when we go through hard times, it is confirmation that we're walking in the wrong direction. I believe that the more I walk with the king, the more I have seen him. Is sometimes those hard times, sometimes those valleys that come aren't confirmation that I'm walking in the wrong direction, but they're actually affirmation that I'm walking in the steps of my king. So remember that today. Remember to keep walking, keep those eyes fixed, and know we are here for you on the journey. But more importantly, you have a king who goes before you and a king who is with you. I hope you will join us today as we continue reading in the book of Acts. We'll pick up in verse 26, and I get the privilege of being here tomorrow. No, I'm for you. No, we're, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.